scenes shit for our Patreons. I'm hitting I'm hitting the button now. <laughs> do you remember the title of the show? <laughs> I do. I do remember the title of the show. I'm glad that you asked. We're doing that show again out here. He asked me if we remember. We're doing the show, and the show is Bargain Issue Comics. A podcast. We're your hosts, Adam and Corey, and bringing you another wonderful deep dive into the amazing world of comics and comic-related sundry. Sundry. Yeah, sundry. Yeah, we're going to talk about pops. Those little those little pop things. The little, <laughs> little bobblehead. No. Basically, this is used to be an ad for a cheap theme park. <laughs> oh, God, I hate those pop things so much. I have pops somewhere. I'm sure I have them. The funny we all pops. do. They're, they're a terrible, oh, yeah. terrible thing that we all suffer. You know, I, honestly, I think the reason we all have them is because they're gifts. Like we've all like I don't know if anybody's ever bought one. Nobody's out there. Like there's probably like ten people out there. Who's like I got to get the new pops. But everybody else is like, Are you like this? Here you go, honey. I saw it at the Barnes and Noble, and I thought he's you've got this on your you've got this on your shelf. I've seen it. You like Why do you sound like a Jewish grandma? I don't know. She's the kind of lady that would definitely give you one of those, wouldn't she? <laughs> Do not make generalizations. That's bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. That, I'm the one that did it. I don't know why you're apologizing for something I did. I, but I definitely don't know. apologize for something I did. Please, please, please stop it. Don't stop it. But anyway, okay. So, so we talk about don't... comics and not about that other nonsense. <laughs> So what what are we talking about today about comics, Adam? What, you know, what do the listeners this. get in? I didn't think about this. We can talk about blurbs on the back of comics. Ooh, that's what uh, we can talk about today. Isn't that exciting? It is people exciting. talking uh, people talking about other books. Isn't that that's why people that's why people are tuning in to bargain issue comics to hear about <laughs> the blurbs on the back of comics. <laughs> Any, any particular blurbs? Uh, just and, uh, this particular blurb is from Neil Gaiman. It, you know, you, it's just like an excuse to name drop. Really, right? it really ah, like, oh, Neil it Gaiman really liked is. this book. I've read his stuff, so I'll read this book as well. I mean, I, he's okay. I've heard he's okay. Nice look, look how this this is such a nice thing. If you read, write, teach, or draw comics, you want to, or if you simply want to watch a master explainer at work, you must read this book. Ooh, well, yeah, that's like a that. beautiful thing that uh, Mr. Guyman said about this book that we're going to talk about today, Understanding Comics, The Invisible Art. Or is Ooh. it The Invisible Art instead of Understanding Comics? I think it's Understanding Comics and it, The Invisible Art. You know art. what? You know, on the spine, if you read the spine, it doesn't even say anything about The Invisible Art. So that part's invisible. See? See? Working on 3D level chess right there. <laughs> that's the That's the Star Trek thing, right? Never read uh, a Star Trek comic book. I think you know. I've I've read a couple of Star Trek comics, and I I don't really like them. But you know what? We can actually get into that on another episode. We'll do that. We'll circle back to whether or not uh, Star Trek is good. <laughs> Star Trek. Why is it? <laughs> Why does that exist? Oh, my dad. My dad loved. Loved, uh, my dad loved Star Trek so much, like so much. Inappropriate how much my dad loves Star Trek because you know <laughs> Star Trek kind of sucks. Kind of, kind of sucks. Not gonna lie. 
it's 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 no saga let's be honest it's i i i am a diehard fan but i do also acknowledge that i don't love star trek all the star trek equally i just don't (laughs) it's not not all star trek is equal you know i'm actually not a fan why are we talking about star trek this is not what we're talking about we're talking about (laughs) understanding comics i don't think he ever talks about star trek once in this book He's got other books, but this is the one that I probably really got excited about comics. Not so exactly. you, you actually, I have seen this book for a couple of years, and it wasn't until you started talking about it. So it's, okay, I'm going to pick this up, and I'm going to check this out. Man, I, I, uh, I, I it is eye-opening. I had to check the date. Oh, snap. Is it like 93 or something? 94. I read this 94. when I was in middle school. Oh, man, now I feel old. That's fine. Time catches up to us all, except for me. I'm immortal. <laughs> oh, now, now, um, you're gonna lose your head because there could be only one. Damn it! <laughs> That's a Highlander reference. <laughs> That's right. There, there's only one Highlander. There's only one film. No other Highlander films were ever made. I wish that were the case. Uh, shh, shh. <laughs> if we lie hard enough, the internet will believe us. You know, the uh, understanding comics is great because it kind of gives a really uh, helpful definition to, like, even the idea of what comics are. Ooh. You know, because it, it just, like, right out uh, at the beginning, you know, it, it talks about uh, that. Uh, he actually, I like it because it's, it, it has the feel of a textbook. Mm-hmm. Whenever you can teach me something and it doesn't feel like I'm being taught, that's a, oh, that's a, mm, that's how Mario taught me typing, baby. Uh, Yeah, just (laughs) teach me things without ever making it hard. So Will Eisner actually said that uh, it's sequential art Mm -hmm. uh, to describe comics because it's all about that that time that's created. I mean, like we can just draw a picture and that boom, you got you got your uh, sunny afternoon in the park with George or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but with uh, the introduction of another picture that's just slightly different, your brain can can fill in the difference and make that motion, can can put that time to it, and that's a that's an excellent little piece of magic that they're able to do with paper and ink mm-hmm. they're they're able to make something happen in your brain without without even words they're i mean you're you're able to extrapolate these whole scenes and all you're given is two images and you're you're making a story you're 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 part of it what's, you're the what's, middle of the beginning middle and end you're what's fascinating the is story. You're not ever really taught to do any of that, but you are instinctively a collaborator as soon as you start reading the book, the comic, the page, whatever it is. My kids, my kids definitely have a, a clear understanding of the progression of those kind of things. They they like the pigeon books. The mm-hmm. the, the pigeon ha- wants to stay up late, and so they're 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 getting a full dose of that. My son loves Cat Kid Comic Book Club. The the, the Dave Pilkey. Uh, Captain Underpants guy. Mm-hmm. He's made me fall in love with those Dogman books. They're that's a that's been a great bonding experience because I love really comics. Nice, I, will, I I will I will read the comic that's in the back of a airplane seat. 
that that little one that tells you how to survive if the plane crashes. You know, I'm really <laughs> glad that I've read that comic book. If I didn't read that comic book, <laughs> I, I might not tuck my head properly. Okay, wait, am I crazy? Is there not someone that argues that that is, or is that like in a movie or I mean, something? Isn't that in this? Isn't that is that in? I, I think it's in this. Right? Maybe it is. I mean, somewhere they've talked about it. I, I'm not. I'm not clever enough to think of these things. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest i just regurgitate everything that enters my brain but if you say it with enough confidence no one will know the difference right. that's how i operate if you know if as long as i use it as a bugle nobody else can use it as a funnel so we're good to go <laughs> um, deep thoughts so you've not finished it yet no so i haven't yet, talked to the whole book um, but what you've read, you've you found some some knowledge nuggets in there that you've really enjoyed. I have. So like I was saying about the fact that the audience is a collaborator from the get go, like you understand that, OK, you see a dark lit alley and you see somebody maybe in the next uh, you, you see a hand go up with a gun and then you see the next panel is bam I or a scream or whatever. And your brain instinctively knows, OK, somebody got shot. But also McLeod points out, Scott McLeod, the author, points out, do you really, though? That's what you put together. And also, Ooh. the person sitting next to you had a completely different image for what that meant for those three panels. And I, I love that unique audience participation that, again, you're not really taught it. It's more of an understanding of life experience means A plus B plus C, or like maybe it goes to a non sequitur and somehow that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. No, I totally see that. I, I do love how the the rules that it sets up are so inherent in us that we we just know what's going on without having anybody to say, well, you gotta you gotta do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. We just we pick it out on our own uh with the, the limited amount of understanding that it I mean progression of time really is mm. we, we we get that but then you also point out that you can mess with it is that that you can use it as a tool he he is very good in the way he talks about things as these little tools techniques mm-hmm. that can be manipulated and that's that is definitely one that you pointed out i i, I have always uh thought ever since i read this way back in middle school that the one that he talks about is how we see ourselves in everything, when we can look at a light switch or a, a light, I socket, love rather, that chapter. <laughs> or, or uh, you can look at the lid of a cheese grater, and you see a, a, anything anything that has two dots in a, in any kind of a circle. <laughs> boom, you got a person. So, and and then the idea that he goes in further than that. So, so we see ourselves in everything. When comics are done, you can get like the different levels of uh, rendering. Mm-hmm. So you've got Charlie Brown and then you've got like the Sally Worths where it's like the Sally Worth being the super detailed. This is going to be only her. And then you've got the like the Charlie Brown, which you can kind of put yourself into easier. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about another one that stayed with me along those same lines that we see ourselves and everything. Not only do we see ourselves and everything, we put things on us. That's like armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about like in a car, you're like, you hit me, not you hit my car, you hit me. That's right. You aren't actually hit. And and uh, that's a, that was another big one that stayed with me. 
So I, I have I have always believed that true art is something that could stay with you years later, and you you think about it, and you <clears throat> you ingest it, and you work with it, and you think about it, mm-hmm. and it stays with you. That that to me has always been like beautiful art, and and McLeod's able to do that with a textbook. He's he's able to make this beautiful piece of art because it is art as well. He draws mm-hmm. in it. He he he's so well done that he's also able to pull from all these other people. He's turned me on to other ones that, that are on my wish list that have been on there for a long time. Like Cerberus. Uh, I always wanted to read Cerberus because he he brings it up. Uh, Cerberus is also somehow in a, an issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's really how I first heard about the Aardvark. <laughs> I've never read anything. Do you know who I'm talking about? Cerberus no, I don't actually. He's, he's an aardvark character and somehow he's inexplicably get drawn through time. I think it's because they were on the same imprint. So they did the, like the whole crossover thing. So somehow crossover into a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think it's like the second one or the third one. I can't remember the, uh, what do you call it? The trade paperbacks. Got those when I was a, a, a wee little boy when I was probably <laughs> 10 years old, man. Reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books. I never I don't read the know what my, Sometimes I wonder if my parents were just, they did not care. Because that, that was a lot of violence in that one. So, yeah. Uh, that's some good stuff from from when I was a kid, you know. Um, got something going on in the house. So, give me just a second. Oh, yeah, sure. Somebody. Something's going on right now, uh, and um, I'm not really sure. Anyway, time. we'll cut this all out. We'll cut this out. All right, back in in three, two, ready to get back at it. All right, all right. Understanding comics is what we were talking about. <laughs> so the grooves all thrown up. The threw up a groove. I so I love what you were talking about how uh McLeod's just use of other artists has kind of inspired you to get uh kind of go looking for those too. I, I was sitting there reading, it's like some of these I had never heard of. It's like, oh wow, some of these concepts I've seen in in different stories I've read over the years. So that's kind of where this developed. Oh, that's what this artist style is. Or I've seen this iconic image somewhere and just never put together. Oh, that's who did this. Or that's why they did it like this. It's on page, uh, for those of you reading along at home who went and grabbed (laughs) your your issue, uh, on page 52, he's got, that's really where I I think that's that's a a good one where I've I've grabbed a lot of... uh, but uh, different artists and stuff that I, I I'd like to read, but haven't necessarily read yet. Um, and I actually, and uh, th- it's one oh seven is the aardvark I was referring to, and you know he's got it on there with like Astro Boy and Scrooge McDuck, Asterix and Ublix. That's another one that I I had not read, but he's on the list right there. So it's th- it's definitely fun to get turned on to other work from one work. I, I love that when. When I'm reading a book and it's like, oh, now I want to read that book. Mm-hmm. That it, 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 it flows from one like one artist to another artist or or one uh one concept to another concept. And there's a I, I think that's one of my favorite things. There's kind of a language 
to comics that's not simply oh words on a page um there there's one part of the book where i really like because i've never actually noticed this where he talks about the distinctions in japanese versus european and american comics and the use of kind of scenery and quiet scenes to really set a mood where there may mm. be next to no dialogue, but you you instinctively understand what's happening. And um, once he got to that chapter, like I picked up one. So I'm I'm a huge fan of like slice of life manga, just because sometimes you want cotton candy to read. And okay, one of the <laughs> I know I know that's a ringing endorsement. But... No, 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 I I, mean, I it's not it's not something i pick up so it's always good to hear other people's uh uh uh, enjoyment when you say slice of life what what exactly do you mean what's an example so as an example there is a manga called uh flying witch and basically it is this girl who is training to become a witch and she goes to live with their family out uh, like her um cousin's family out in the sticks in japan and it's slice of life is generally there's not a ton of drama it's more of like a day in the life of the people they're going about it maybe there's some challenges but it's not really like there's some overarching shonen battle plot or anything like that it's more of just kind of time progresses and almost um, like planets like kind of like planets yeah yeah and it, oh, exactly planetes planetes <laughs> see see our earliest episode for that discussion <laughs> we're, um, we're using brick jokes now <laughs> oh, i love a brick joke but so that's kind of an example where that is that is um not a lot happens um and it's more of just kind of again day in the life but the reason i bring that up is because one of the common tropes in those types of manga is a lot of very quiet scenes where there is okay you have like the movie style transition from it's panned up in the sky and then it's a slow tracking shot down to okay a small alleyway and then you pan uh further down in the alleyway and then you see a person walking and then the next panel is them walking a little further down the alleyway and then it's finally them getting to the store and that's like maybe two pages worth of panels no dialogue and simple motion and it's just i'm there for it right right um and so i'm down i gotta try one of those uh yeah no i would just say if if that's the case uh pick up a copy of flying witch it's not super expensive it's not long um but it's just it is it is that quintessential uh not a lot happens and it's also it's a it's actually a fun little comedy it's got it's got its good dumb jokes and i appreciate that Okay, I'm I'm also down for the dumb jokes. <laughs> but um in in all of that to get back to the point of like kind of that mood setting, that scenery. And I just I had never really noticed that until McLeod brought it up and then kind of showed the examples. So I'm saying, oh, that's right. I was never taught that, but it's also, yeah, okay, this is the mood. It's like it's a it's a quiet spring day. Oh yeah, I can feel the heat from this picture that I'm looking at. This sort of thing. So we'll talk about this book later on uh more in depth. I've I've mentioned it in a previous podcast. Promethea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Moore actually uh, talks about an interesting phenomena. So he talks about how words use one side of your brain mm-hmm. and pictures use another side of your brain. Interesting. And when you do comics, when you read a comic, it's bridging the gap. 
it's making both of those two sides play together. So comics, I think, in, in, and I think to a certain degree, Alan Moore also agrees, have a certain bit of magic. Again, I'll say that he uses it. The, the, <laughs> he's able to uh, use these these two things to make something happen in your brain and get you to feel a certain way and to mm-hmm. see a certain way. I think I think comics are powerful. Comics are in what you were saying. The comics understanding a comic, to just even how to use the thing, is intuitive. Uh, we were talking about language being a tool. I think that comics are a tool that almost universally we can all we can all understand. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's something that that regardless of your culture, I, I think that that comics are a tool that can be used. Well, your, without, your example, without much fail. Your example before we started up, we were talking about the airplane, the brochure on the airplane. It's just like, okay, these are the safety instructions. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, the the, the, the safety. Uh, I, I think. Oh, that was the other thing. Is that uh, he? Ah, I knew there was something else in this page. He's on the same <laughs> damn page. Uh, the, in, like in the eighties, the Pentagon that they they found that that's the best way to make information understood. Is in a is in a comic book. Makes sense. Uh, it's digestible. It gives you the quick stuff. It also makes you, it, like you say, it is like it's teaching you something without making you realize that you're being taught. And it just it's it just the that just works. It works better than any other way. Uh, as I can you hear that? Can you hear the 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 ASMR of turning pages? The Pentagon studies in the <laughs> 1980s demonstrated that comic strips narrative is still the best way of conveying understandable and retainable information. The Pentagon. It's pretty Pentagon cool. Thing. I don't know. I'm citing a comic book. I don't know if that's real. Maybe Alan Moore made that up. He did make up a lot of things. <laughs> He's a writer. We'll, we'll, we'll fact check that in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> Somebody else can. Don't somebody, somebody, somebody else can, and they can go to our Facebook page, and uh, they can tell us more. Uh, <laughs> I hope there's not already a bargain issue comics a podcast. I, yeah, you may want to check that before. We're gonna have to wrestle for somebody. Oh, if no, not, not. it doesn't exist yet, but it will by the time you go to make a comment on it. That's just the beauty of comics. Wait, no, that's not comics. Podcast. We're doing the podcast about the comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey, was there was there anything you wanted to recommend? Did you rec- did you recommend a comic to me already? Did you did you sneakily do that already? Uh, well, today? Uh, <laughs> actually, apparently, I did. It wasn't the one I was going to recommend, so I can well, save yeah, that for another you day. Pass. You got so I, I I will save that one for another day. But yes, I would recommend go pick up a, a volume of Flying Witch. It is it like I said. Sometimes you need cotton candy, and I enjoy it. Okay, okay. I got a recommend for you. All right, go uh, ahead. If you've read this one, you might have read it. I can't read like, Adam. Do you like Frank Miller? Oh yeah, I love Frank Miller. Have Which you guy? read Have you read Ronan? No, I haven't actually. Ah, good. Yay! I I didn't I didn't suggest something you haven't already read. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's a uh, uh, reminds me of Samurai Jack. Oh, oh, I love Samurai Jack. All right, cool. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I think I think you like 
It's if 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 uh, Sin City was Samurai Jack. Ooh, soul, soul. Yeah, yeah. I hope you like it. it, it I was happy with it. I, I mean, I, I like it, Sin it, City, so I think I would like I, I would like his stuff. I mean, it's Frank Miller. You're not you're, you're not likely to to go off the rails because <laughs> he did. Wait, didn't Frank Miller do uh, the Dark Knight Returns? He did. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I'm in for it then. Yeah. He's that's 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 uh that's exactly who did that one. And okay, he's excellent. he's got that that gritty. Uh, I actually I like Frank Miller a lot. Uh, Yukito uh, Kishiro, the the guy that did uh, uh, the Alita. Mm-hmm. He actually did a whole a whole uh, motorball story that he he kind of tried to draw like Frank Miller. He oh, actually, no, I think you had mentioned that a while back. I what had. is the name of that motorball story? Because I want to try and find it. Uh, I think it's called the Motorball Diaries. Actually, okay. I, I think that it's in the back of one of yours. If you got the hardbound. Uh, Kandashas, did you get the hardbound? No, one? not the hardbound, just the big uh paperback ones they they collected. Is there any short stories in the back of those? Because I think I feel like you it's in the back of one of those. I feel like so I don't it, know for sure. So, if not, they, well, I'll get back to you after the cast. Well, no, 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 it's so for some of the editions, they have his earlier works. So it may the motorball one may be in there. I just have to look back. I can't because I didn't read all of the um of those extra comics when I was going through Alita. Yeah, it's it's actually uh like in the back of the omnibuses how they have those extra little stories. Mm-hmm. I think that they put those in the back of. I could be wrong. I don't have those Kandasha ones. I had to go to great lengths to to get the motorball diary <laughs> <laughs> comic, and then it. Of course, came out in the back of those other ones. If it did, I don't even know. This is all this is all speculation. Uh, I could be making things up. I love well, to make things up. Uh, Alan Moore is my hero. <laughs> <laughs> all right, completely well, write things out of nowhere. <laughs> all right, then. Well, uh, I think we we'll go ahead and bring it on home for the uh, evening, morning, noon, night, wherever you are out there. Uh, thank you, everyone, again for listening, taking a little time spent with us. Uh, Adam, got anything for the road? Uh, maybe that you could have like a sandwich. Have a sandwich. I told you to have a comic book last week. Have a sandwich this week. <laughs> have a sandwich. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>